Welcome back to the King Melly Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. This week's guest on the show was King Quincy. Good friend of the show stopped by, and we spoke about a wide range of conversations. We started out talking about when they see us, the uh, Ava DuVernay documentary series on Netflix that um, documents the case of the Central Park Five. We spoke about that Netflix series first, and then that led us into a conversation about social awareness and some of the issues our community faces. Nothing too too serious, you know. Which is one of the brothers that can have a very serious conversation with you, conversation with you, but keep the conversation light and keep it joking. And I appreciate him for that. Outside of those topics, he spoke about how he got started poetry, and he spoke about a couple of his experiences growing up in Harlem, New York. So you, you're gonna want to hear that. You're gonna want to hear that. It's definitely a conversation that you guys will enjoy. And um. I appreciate him for coming. I appreciate him for coming on the show and sharing his perspective and giving us his insight and knowledge on the topics that we discussed. Outside of that, um, don't expect the Knicks rant. Don't expect one. I'm not here for that. For what? <laughs> what the sell right here? Play at the end of the day. New York got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? <laughs> they downtown Brooklyn. They not in the Garden. They not uptown, but they downtown. Nonetheless, the reports were not false. The report said that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were favoring New York, and now they're here, which means that I will find a way to see them. I will definitely be at the Barclays Center next year, and the year after that, I'll be doubling up on the tickets that I have. So don't expect the Knicks rent. As a matter of fact, I don't even have allegiance to an NBA franchise or team. I'm a fan of the game, if you ask me. I could appreciate good basketball. I could appreciate talented players coming to my city. So I'll be at the Barclays cheering on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. As far as all of the other NBA free agency moves, I'm going to give it a couple of days to let everything really fit, uh, shake out. I want to see where uh, Kawhi Leonard goes. I was shocked. I must say I was shocked that uh, D'Angelo Russell didn't end up in Phoenix or Indiana or even Minnesota. So I'll give it a couple more days for everything to shake out. And then right here now we'll break down all of the NBA free agency moves. I don't want to rush it. And give that to you right now um, But for today Just enjoy you know the, the conversation That my brother and I Quincy had And sometime this week Probably before next week Sometime this week we'll have an NBA free agency breakdown And if we drop that episode this week I won't be dropping the episode Monday And I'll be back the following Monday So um, thank you guys in advance Thank you for all the support Continuous support It's only the beginning It's only the beginning But here's Quincy So what you were saying then Let's start from there Oh, no, yeah, so I was saying uh, yesterday, uh, my family and I, well, I was at a family event, and they were having a conversation about uh, somebody that they assumed to be gay, and they, they, one of my family members mentioned a program, and they said that they were watching a program where it was two guys who were quote-unquote reformed gay, I don't even know if that's possible to be, be like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, and they were saying that one of the guys' testimony in the show was like, yo, when I was younger, I was sexually assaulted by a male when he was like four, so that, that's just the behavior that he exhibits now it's just how he moves now because of the situation that happened and what we were saying before we just started recording was a lot of times you don't take into consideration the things that happen in people's past like the like the background right people. the trauma that people go through that I remember, triggers certain behaviors in them now i remember i was watching vlad tv and it was a guy like that i forgot his name he said i got molested when i was younger so i grew up thinking i was gay he was mm-hmm. like then i met my baby mother and we ended up having a baby and then he was like i'm not even I don't even feel like I'm gay no more. I don't want to sound like gay as a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to sound ignorant, but this is how you understand it, right? Yeah, and I was like, oh, Disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah, but like, what we were talking about before we start 
getting in our conversation is when they see us, it was like, how did you feel when you seen it, bro? Oh, you like I said, I only watched the first two episodes so far. Um, it's a pretty heavy, it's a pretty, pretty heavy show. Yeah, it was like pretty heavy show. Like, don't get me wrong, the overall production, the overall like entertainment value, like is there. Like, it's very well produced content, but. The story itself, even though something already happened, even though it's history, we already know this event happened. But watching it unfold from a dramatic perspective is just—it's heavy. It's like, and like we were saying, I thought I would be—I'd be able to just you know bang out four episodes right <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, I thought as soon as I came home from work, oh, I'm about to watch this for the I'm whole week. Right, I'm about to cook well, this. Well, I, I start—I watched the first one. I took I like two, three like, days uh, in between the next one after that. I'm like, I was like, I don't nah, know, bro, that's too much. I can't—I can't do it back to back. I can't. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I definitely couldn't binge a show like that. Like, and it was just. I was just mad at so many things. Like, um, what you could do the most? Would you we say? could. We could start from the father, telling oh. his son, "Yo, just admit to it. I'm fucking telling you to admit to it." Like, and the son, like, I didn't tell do them, it. Tell them what they want to hear. Right. Boom. He told him that them cops were threatening the father. Yeah, he was. But they, which is, but cops are trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they were threatening the father. And he said, and then after you like. Told him to admit to it. He just left out his life. Yeah, like, you know, you know what it is too. Wait, so they were threatening the father. They threatening his job. This is Antron's story. Right? Antron, right? They yeah. were threatening his job. They were threatening right? his father's job. So, do you think that he left out his pop, his his kid life off the strength that yo, if I'm ever in the courtroom, like the, the cops might try to threaten me even more, really take more from my family? It could be that, but dog, you told your son to make that grave, ride it out with him. Right, you told him to make like, that bed. So go yeah, lay in that shit. Go, with yeah, him. go right. ride it out with him. And you know, you know, your son didn't do it, like. It was just a lot. But then it, it forces you to think, like, was the father in a situation similar to that when he was younger where he was being forced to admit to crimes that he didn't have to, then he didn't necessarily commit or necessarily participate in? Ben, if that's the case, then, like, he knows he knows right from wrong at that point. If right. he was in a situation where he had to admit to a crime he didn't do and seen the outcome of it, he should have told his son, we're not admitting nothing. But then again, this is the '80s, and this is porn and disenfranchised people that we're exactly. dealing with. These are people so who don't even really have the right amount of money exactly. to get a valid the, lawyer. And the real video, a valid lawyer. Antron, Antron, father is just in the back, quiet, just looking at him, like looking like in disappointment. I didn't know that he was telling him, like, "Yo, go ahead, do it." Versus like the cops was telling Raymond and Kevin and Yusuf, like, "Yeah, but Kevin was there, right?" But you said, and these people didn't even know each other. Right. These little boys didn't know each other. It's confusing the shit out of them. They just want to get out of They just want to get out. They just want to go back Boy. home. I want to relax. Was just, it was just, and what's, excuse my language, what's this bitch name, this white devil bitch name? What's her name? <laughs> hold on, hold on, Linda Fairstein? Yeah, I think, it, I think so, it's Fairstein. Yeah, Linda Fairstein. It was just like, all right, she did what she did to them, right? It becomes a, pro- it was a problem, man. It becomes like, how many other people did she do that to right. before and after? How many other people did she just make a narrative around? Interestingly enough, right, she was saying, according to Linda, her story is she didn't want to fully prosecute them, but she was being forced and cahoots by all the other um, male jurors in the case. Not male jurors, male prosecutors in the chase, case to pursue the case. And also, ironically, she put out a, um, she put out an article, an essay in the Wall Street Journal last week, and I read it. And what she was saying was, yo, listen, those boys didn't commit that crime, yes. They were exonerated for that, or they should have been exonerated for that. But she believes that they should have at least did some time for the assault that they committed. How you feel about that? Why'd he be running, man? <laughs> Why'd he be running, boy? <laughs> Yo, like, it, I, and that happens, you know? Like, whatever, she prosecuted them. When the lady came back and was like, Yo, this was a wrong conviction. Mm-hmm. She was like, it was a six person, but now all the heat is coming your way and your books is off now, the shelf. Now she tap dancing. You getting fired. Now you running. You right. backing up. You tap dancing. You saying sorry. No, keep the same energy. If you really want to like make a difference or something, 
Give them boys some money. You made you profited off their life. Right. That's she just how I feel. Like book, put out a whole book on the situation. It's just like it's lies, and I don't. I just I don't like it. It was okay. Kevin's story. Kevin was begging his sister, please sign up papers. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to get out of jail too. He just wanted to get out of jail. His not realizing that signing those papers would have put you in jail. Right. Exactly. And like they tried to say, yo, the lady, the lady, um. The lady scratch you in your face. That's how you got that. I I don't understand. Oh, this is thirteen year old though. Mm-hmm. A thirteen year old like he was like, yeah, the lady scratch. He should have no. The cops hit me with the helmet. Right, but what I mean, and a, a scratch cannot do that to make somebody's face swollen big, right. and like a scratch Think legal about mark. Though, you a thirteen year old? The cops are, uh, are forcing you to commit, admit to a crime that you didn't even do. You think he about to go tell them same cops like, yo, your boy, your man's was the one that hit me in the face with that. And helmet. you think they trying to? Yeah, you it's, it's a whole situation right. where these these boys are these young boys are nervous. They just want they just want to go back home to their family. They don't even they not even you can't even think straight in situations like that. Imagine thirteen year old you in that situation. Man, I live next to them that park. Mm-hmm. I live next to Central Park. Like I'm from the neighborhood of Kevin and Corey. My mother always my mother gonna kill me for this story too. My mother <laughs> always used to say, um, Quincy, do not. Go into Central Park ever, ever. It was one night we all, all my friends, we all together, like daylight savings time. Um, they like, yo, let's go to Central Park. <laughs> and peer pressure is something serious. Yes. So peer pressure is a bitch. So like, we, I'm like, I bet. We goes in there. We like probably 12 deep. We walk in. My friends is like, ah, scam, like bikers and all. <laughs> just like how the movie was. was. That, just when I was funny. watching the movie, I was like, that, that's what we was doing when we was going in the park. Ah, we scam people. Ah, boom, running, running. It was this black car. He did like a, the car did a U-turn. Then after like five minutes after, a big ass paddy wagon came. My Four of my friends ran. Me and my two other men stayed. And the cop was like, yo, what the fuck you doing in here? I'm like, we wasn't doing nothing. We wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> you wasn't doing I'm nothing. Like, and I'm thinking, my little young man, I'm thinking, yo, if I get locked up, my mother going to put me on punishment for mad long. <laughs> I'm worried about punishment. I get seven years for walking into a park right. and just being with my friends. Right. Um, They was like, all right, you know what? Get your asses out of here. And if we see y'all again. It's lit for you. It's li- yeah, exactly. We left and then like we met up with my friends and stuff. But it was just like that. Like It was just an innocent Go in the park, be little right. kids. I don't understand the jurisdiction of, like, I shouldn't. You shouldn't go in the park this late. If it's a free park, and if I'm not doing nothing, I'm an American citizen. Like, I should just be able to just walk in the park. It's more so a cautious, a, a caution thing, a precaution mm. thing. Like she's she's telling you not to go in the park because, she, like you said, she was around when the Central Park she lived park happened. There. She lived there when it happened. She was supposed she to go with happen. them that day to the park. Basically. It was forty deep, which the story and when they see us don't tell they was like 40 when i say 40 deep i mean it was 40 people with them for right, the right, listeners right 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 this is the no, biggest podcast in the world so um, listen to understand though yeah yeah you know i mean so um they was like 40 deep um and there's two more people that got locked up with the central park 5 one of them named steven victor steve what up um he got locked up for like he didn't get locked up for the rape, mm-hmm. but he got locked up for like assaulting bikers, and he did two to four years. Right, somebody else did. Oh, got, and got, 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 I don't know the person's last situation. name. His name was Mike, mm-hmm. and Mike got locked up for two to four years too. And they didn't. I just like from finding that out, it's kind of like why I don't understand why they didn't get any lawsuit money or compensated for their time and get added in the movie. Like I know it's something negative to get recognized about. I guess the movie was more centered around like raping. But that whole situation was racist. It wasn't just black people. Stephen Ray was Spanish. Stephen Victor was Spanish. Mm-hmm. So it was like, 
they should have got. I feel like they should have got recognized. I think. I think what 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 when they see us really did was just shed light on how the system treats treats young black. Not even young black, because you said this. some of them experience too. You're right. People who are minorities. poor and disenfranchised, period. Minorities mm-hmm. who are poor and disenfranchised. It shines a light on how they are treated. How you can see where, for example, one of them didn't even have enough money to get a proper lawyer. One of them had a divorce lawyer fighting the case. So it's just like yo, you already yeah. you already pulling up to court. I wish y'all could see how I just behind. I wish y'all could see when he said that how I just tilted my head like is you serious <laughs> right now? A divorce lawyer right, for a right. criminal case? Exactly. I could imagine in real life when when everybody realized that his lawyer was a divorce lawyer. Yeah, and, like it was just like damn. But that that that's that case that on um, the story really sheds light on how so many people on so many different smaller scales of crimes are are co-hosts in or forced to admit to crimes that they didn't even commit. And I spoke. I was speaking to my mother yesterday. She was like, my little brother. She told my little brother the same thing. Don't go into Central Park. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Don't go into Central Park because this could happen, that could happen to you. She said, my little brother been watching the documentary like every day. But I told her like, you should tell him to stop watching it because it's not good for your mental health. Right. <laughs> and I spoke Thanks. to him yesterday. I'm like, all right, we know what the problem was, what happened with them kids in the police station. Mm-hmm. Try to find a solution. It's videos on YouTube like of what to do when a cop stop you and... What to do when you're in the interrogation room? I just want to speak to a lawyer. Right. But you raped some- No, no, no. I just want to speak to a lawyer. But them kids ain't know that because they didn't have YouTube back then. They didn't have money. Right. Steven, I think grandmother was an immigrant. She couldn't even really speak English. And exactly. his father couldn't understand what they was just, just, A lot of information on. that they just didn't have. Yeah. They, they were already... I'm telling you, they were already five steps behind by the time the cops pulled up on them. Yeah. It just... It, it like made my stomach hurt. Then we go to episode four... And this is, by the way, uh, it's no spoiler alert because everything happened. This is all right, history. All history <laughs> like, right. So, it happened. Um, you go into Corey's story. He just went with his friend Yusuf mm-hmm. because he was trying to be a good friend and protect his friend. Right. He said, and I think he said in the documentary, if I don't go with Yusuf, his mother going to kill me. So, they went with Yusuf. I don't keep wanting to say the B word. I'm going to just say this devil-ass devil. Right. This devil-ass devil, Linda, um, she was like, we need a fifth person. We need a fifth person. No, you don't need a fifth person. Because it was one person that did it. And it right. wasn't none of these boys. In the first place. And then Corey went to sleep in the police the police station. They beat him up. They tore him up. And then he was like, yo, just confess. We want you to go home. Just confess. He said it was me. Uh, like, and the way, if y'all look at the videos, like in real life, the way they was talking, it was lies. Like, you know how you could tell when somebody's lying when they speak mm-hmm. because he was talking uh, yeah, and we went to the store, and it was, uh, Yusuf, yeah, yeah, like, it was just it was like, all, he was all over, it was all over detect, the place in the real life videos. Detect, and it was just like, okay, we got the confessions, we could go to court with the confessions, but if my DNA don't match it, what, what's going on? How, how can you really still prosecute? If my DNA right? don't, that's the big thing. I could say I did it a hundred times. If my DNA is not on this lady, none of our DNA is on this lady. No matter what I said, it's the, clear that I didn't do it The case is over. Like, it's done. It was a partner, they was like, Y'all try to do something. He he was talking to the other prosecutor. Um, they defended was talking to the other prosecutor. It was like, yo, um, he was like, I told you not to do no underhand stuff. You know these kids are innocent. She said, it's not even about that no more. This is about politics. Mm-hmm. I just tilted my head again, y'all. Mm-mm-mm. Politics. <laughs> In a situation like this, you got all these young, you got all these young men, all of your future on the line, but you over here willing to to risk your record. Yeah, man, these kids ain't me. To, graduate to, high school to, and to, to, to risk your, 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 your winning quote unquote winning record in court disgusting it was disgusting even like looking at the real life documentary about the Central Park Five um 
it was like one of the jurors was like, I didn't believe that they did it, but we all wanted to go home. Even from the jurors, like mercy. Even from the bro, it's funny because you think that in situations like this, the jurors would be able to be like, "I, right, it's clear that they didn't do yeah, it." Yeah, come on, man. Do you, do you feel like jurors are oftentimes afraid um, to go to go against a, a very strong prosecution? Because even even so, right? They even threw the case to a judge that they knew was automatically going to convict him. So yeah, in so situations like that, jurors going into that situation, do you think that they're afraid to even try to go against what the judge really knows what they know the judge wants? The case to um to play out. I mean, if you're a juror, you shouldn't because you just you're deciding someone's faith. You're like the deciding factor. Yo, it's, e- it's easy to just, it's easy to not it's easy to look past that though. It's easy to just be like, yo, this is just jury duty. Yeah, it's easy to people, forget that like, you're really I, about to throw somebody in jail. I know people that go to jury duty and say <laughs> they try to use the yo, I'm racist or yo, yo I don't my, my cousin a prisoner. I can't. Man, funny, da, 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 One of my like, man's just use that card. Yeah, like, yo, I'm, I'm old racist. Uh, uh, yeah, so I can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm and biased. they they really use that card. So it's like I can see it, but when it's a case like this, don't play like that. Don't do that. Give it your hundred percent. Listen to everything. I mean, them. I know, and jurors are not supposed to like watch the news or anything or watch any publications to like influence them or persuade mm-hmm. them but I'm pretty sure they was watching the news yeah. Donald Trump pulled out an $85,000 um, ad on yo we should kill these little kids right. and in the, <laughs> in the movie the lady was like oh yeah your 15 minutes of fame is almost up I said oh no it's just starting it's just getting started <laughs> that's man. 45 right there it's just starting it's just getting started yeah man. B yeah, and that's, that was young Trump too, where he was able to really move around yeah. a little bit. Like he, he got a little extra weight on him now. He can't, you can't do that. But that was young Trump, young savage yeah. Trump. Forty five. The fact that he was, the fact that he was willing to take out to, to well, then again, what's eighty five k to Trump? Yeah, right? but it's still eighty. But the fact, right? The fact that he was able to, to to put out an ad to be like, yo, get these niggas is crazy. And it's crazy. Another thing, I thought, ah, uh, not able, but the fact that he that he did it. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact yeah. that he really fixed his heart to be like, yo, let me take out an ad in one of the biggest newspapers right now. To see to it that these people get caught, even though they need, and he know damn well they ain't do it either. He probably didn't really care. He just wanted like his fifteen the minutes. Now, now you know what it is. You know what it is. Trump, Trump, he he type of nigga that he understands that attention is the biggest commodity, and you always got to be find a way to be in attention, be in the limelight. So he saw that case, and he saw that case as a vehicle, yeah, for his attention. So you know, That's he nice. got behind it. What like, and then they the person that actually did the raping, they caught that person. No, two thousand two, right? They caught him before that. They, I think it was once. I was listening to the podcast. I believe Raymond Santana said, "I said Steve Ray earlier." Raymond <laughs> Santana said, "Um, they caught the rapist and then they let him out after they caught him." And he was like, "Ah, right, I don't think I'm doing these crimes. I'm gonna go kill somebody else and rape somebody Ridiculous. else." Ridiculous. 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 What, like, what are we doing right now? See, see, I don't think I'm committing these crimes. I'm about to go kill somebody. And he and he really went. He, he got away with a couple of other murders and rapes. Yes. Ridiculous. Yo, I wish I could see my facial that, expression. That just goes dude. to show you how much they hated these. They, they hated us. Yeah, bro. Like, it was. The fact that somebody pulled up on you, admitted to it, you had his DNA to match. And he was like, nah. And then at the end, Linda was like, oh, he's the sixth man. <laughs> it was the sixth person with the Central Park Five. I didn't get this case wrong. No, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. You man. got it wrong. And it's so crazy though. You know what's so crazy about the case? Because going back to um, I think his name Chris, right? Chris was the guy that went with his friend, right? Because it's Corey. Me. Corey, I mean, I said Chris. Corey. I could understand in the grand scheme of things, right? I can understand the nuance in Chris, not Chris. I keep saying Chris and Corey having to go with Chris off the strength that you know this is my friend. Uh, through this experience, we got closer through this experience i was able to protect him i can understand the nuance in that like yo i can understand you being on the street even though you didn't have that mental i can understand him feeling like yo this is my man's i gotta hold it down for him 
that however, yeah, I can understand that. But however, I I don't understand why this had to happen. That's strange to me. Like I really understand the nuance in why he had to go with his man's, but in the grand scheme of things, I still don't see why they had to go through that. One of them said, but, I, but I maybe think, it's not for us to understand. Yeah, like I, a lot of yeah. things in life. A lot of things in life you can't understand. I mean, other than just being a good friend, that's good friend protocol, right? Um. Like man, Corey. I think Corey was like they came to get. They got Yusuf. I came with him. We ain't go home for like thirteen years. Like, um, you, you think if Corey knew that they was they was gonna be locked away, he wouldn't have went. He would. He would have Hell no. Who would go? Even yeah. if that's your friend, yeah, I'm gonna call your right. mother. I'm not gonna right. sacrifice. Point, I'm like, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, call your mom good. right away though. I'll call your mom right to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we going get, right to now. To get ahead of all then the again, bullshit that's about to come. And we got to take the time period. And a lot of things were like that 1989, 1990s time period. They didn't have cell phones. Right. They didn't have social media to record. They, nobody was walking around with a camera on them. It was straight, I, I got to go to the corner phone. Some probably, I about, mm. some probably didn't have a quarter on him. That's what I was about to say. He probably didn't even have a quarter on him. He need a quarter to, go, to, to make, make phone, phone calls. calls. Now sh- phone calls is free. We don't even make phone calls anymore. Dog. So we get now we get to Corey's story, right? It was like... So he was he was still a little kid, sixteen years old, but he got charged as an adult. So he went to Rikers Island. The first thing they told him to do when he got to the island, yo, take off all your clothes. He was like confused, beastie, but he, cause he wanted to go home. He didn't know what was going on. Like took off his clothes, and it gets to the scene of these people. They start like jumping him. These two dudes, yo, you from Schaumburg. You are hardest hoes out there. They jumped him and they took him in the room and I don't know what happened to him. He mm-hmm. might have been like sexually assaulted. Right. It, it, it happens, um, ladies and gentlemen, at home in jail. That happened, especially back then. Um, he tried to get the transfer. He went to a further jail. He got beat up by the Aryans. They probably sexually assaulted him again. The dude was like, yo, don't go to solid don't go to um the infirmary go to solitary the next time you get beat up because mm-hmm. if you go to an infirmary they're gonna think you're a snitch so he the last time he the time he got beat up by the errands he said yo just put me in solitary don't i don't want to get patched up just throw me in solitary i'm good then we gotta go to his his older i want to say the right word his the older person in his life his older sibling, older sibling. Oh, older the older sibling, sibling in the, his life, because they were transgender, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't really want to get. That's a whole different podcast or right, something right. else. But it was a transgender. Right, forgive, forgive all ignorance. You yeah, yeah. It. it was a, his older brother was a transgender, and he comes in the house, and then Miss Dolores, his mother, was like, "Oh." You fag, you bitch, just because you wear my clothes. Don't. But what I've heard, she had behavior, behavior health issues for herself, mm-hmm. of her own. So I was like, all right. So we coming from this household. I was mad when I first saw it because when I met Miss Dolores, she was like this nice Christian lady, always in church, always, how you doing, Quincy? We um, we got taken to like the Reaganomics era, you feel me? Ronald Reagan was saying gay people brought HIV to... The United States, United States, something right. of that magnitude. And it was just like, it wasn't accepted back then. I understand it. I'm not with that at all. I think you should accept your child no matter what. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. He goes out. The older brother gets killed. <laughs> you understand mm. what I'm saying? So Corey is just losing people. Right. All this his is life, happening. His life, his life is a whirlwind right now. For no reason. And then, I'm not going to. Um, then he's, it's just like. That many times you could be in jail for that long, 
and then you probably get you probably got sexually assaulted, whatever you want to call it, rape. Then you come out of jail. Now you got to figure yourself out. Now you got to figure yourself out because you're still 16 mm-hmm. when you're 30-something. You understand what I'm saying? You're still wearing young people clothes, and but it's just like the times don't change because right. you didn't have a chance to grow when you was out. You don't experience a lot in jail. You just work, work out, and go to sleep, and that's how that goes. But, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that, but it was crazy. Corey, it was just scary. Well, well that's, that's how our conversation initially started because... We were saying that we don't like you. Just don't take into consideration the things that people went through in their lives that trigger the cer- trigger certain behaviors now. Mm-hmm. And um, like you were saying, you said I remember you were saying that when he came out of jail, or it was I don't know if it was him in particular, but in general when he came out of jail, he wasn't sure like if he liked men or women. Mm-hmm. I could I could see that. Like I wouldn't say on him, right. but that could happen to in people, general. The people like, who were in that situation. If right. you go to jail that young and then they messing with you, like raping you and stuff, you come out of jail, you'd be like, just. I don't know if I should like men or women. And it's not like, I'm not saying being gay is a choice or anything like that because you could be born gay. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's just like, you just don't know and you struggle with that. So, yeah. You know, oftentimes people aren't empathetic or sympathetic enough to try to understand why, why somebody... I don't understand why though. Like, it's 2019. Empathy should be at an all-time high. I mean, then again, then again, actually it, it shouldn't. But why you think the so? The reason why I shouldn't is because everybody's for self now. Everybody, you know, everybody is only worried about themselves. Everybody's only worried about their 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 own gain and their own ambition, their own legs. Nobody, nobody got the time to really sit down and worry about I, the next thing going through. I think that's bad because I'm really like, trying to make my life seem as lit as possible. Seem as lit as possible. We gonna speak about that too. <laughs> um, but it's just like you know, you you can learn stuff from books. But you wait. So you now you asking me to read? Fuck's wrong? What's up? What's wrong with this guy? I hate reading. I hate reading. <laughs> nah, like you could you could learn stuff from books, sure. But I think you learn life from p- speaking to people mm-hmm. on different walks of life. Like somebody that been in prison, somebody that has, somebody that went to college, somebody that was in the street, somebody that's been raped, been molested, man or woman. Like you speak to all these people, so you can know. Like no textbook could tell me. How, like, getting raped happened or, like, what to do after getting raped so, if a person is telling me that my fault. No, no, no. Now I'm listening. But mm-hmm. what it sounds like, you, you, now you want us to put the phones down and talk to people? Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely. Crazy. Yeah, I remember I the know. day. Oh, do you remember shit. the day that Instagram? Never heard that before. Do you remember the day that Instagram went down? It was Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. It was a day that Instagram went down. I was just so happy. It's every day for me, though. No. It was, like, a real, like, <laughs> shutdown. Like, the app wasn't working. People was losing their shit. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time to be social. Like, let's talk to each other. Like, we ain't got to go outside and be in the park. But, like, it sucks. Like, if we all in the nah, room. we do got to go outside and be in the park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not, I mean, like, playing football and catching all that other shit. Right. But, like, if we all in the living room, we all on our phones. Right. And we all right here. We supposed to be talking to each other and seeing nah, how we niggas doing. niggas be on Instagram showing each other shit that we seen yo, on Instagram. Yo, you like, seen yo, shorty? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> but it's funny though you said that um, you said something to the point you said no textbook would be able to teach you these things and I think one of the important things one of the important reasons why I push people to go away to school even if it's one year two years is because nah do four to, do four yeah but yeah why not hey, live cares? live by yourself for four years <laughs> yeah cause you living with yourself even when it's with roommates but yeah go ahead man mm. my mm. fault <laughs> 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 get my shit off okay <laughs> nah. Nah, you gonna go 
over there, Quincy. <laughs> nah, but, but, but I, I, the reason why I say that is because I, I think going away to school gives you, it, it helps you build social awareness. And that's for overall, all jokes aside, that's what it sounds like the, over the past five minutes you're trying to say, is that we as we need to be more socially aware. We need mm-hmm. to be able to be, we need to be able to look at somebody and recognize they're going through something and they can use us right now. We need to be able to talk to somebody that doesn't look like us, talk to somebody that looks like us and really understand their perspective on life. Because at the end of the day, we all have different perspectives. Different. Even, even if, I don't know. Like, I want to say, you know how I feel about like, you know, it's just... <laughs> Us. I don't know where this is going. You, no, you, so know you know how I feel about like, like, oh, it. was just you, us. You nah, B, right <laughs> I mean, like, speak more to your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, yo, that's a fact. And just be patient with them. That's a fact. I, I got something on that topic because I just thought about something. And I, I saw something. I can't take full credit for this. I ain't going to lie, but I saw this on social media somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually the guy, I'm usually the nigga that's like, yo, I hate the little social media memes that we got running around because a lot of these shits be bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we all just be perpetuating them. And it really don't be things that we should really be feeding into. But this one meme or this one little you know picture with words on it, and shit was just like, yo, we, we put so much value. Or was it a meme or somebody wrote to somebody? I don't know. But they anyway, were just like, any right? They right. was just like, yo, we put so much value in um in 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 relationship love, and we don't take the time to build the love of a brother or the love of a sister or the love of people who are genuinely your friend around you. And it's like when you said, yo, take the time to learn to learn your brother, learn your sister. It's like so you could be around so many. You could be around a lot of people and not even really know them. Now, you could be around people every day and yes. not, not even really scratch the surface of who they are, who you are to that person. That's why I always text people. Yo, you good? <laughs> yo, what's your mental health? <laughs> yo, I love you because like my uncle, he um fell victim to suicide mm-hmm. in 2017. And I think, yes. And I think more people should have try to speak to him mm-hmm. but he was like a silly person always loud so if he'd be like yo i'm depressed you'd be like man child get the fuck out of yeah, here like you fucking just yeah yesterday. but that that can happen that's why i'm always down to talk to people that's why i always every time i hang up the phone with whoever i'll be like yo i love you bro mm-hmm. yo sis i love you yeah i call my girl my friend that my friends that are girls mm-hmm. my bros too like yo right. bro i love you if you ever need to talk to anybody just let me know. We could talk. We could do whatever. Bro, I don't think forever. people put enough stock. Well, two things before we go there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that you, you said you hit it on the nail? He said he was a very silly guy. Do you think that in his mind, he just felt like, yo, nobody's gonna, li- nobody want to hear me out. Nah, but see, and that goes back to that eighties, nineties talk because he's a gangster from. He was a gangster from the eighties right. and nineties. So it was like mental health. Like what? Ain't nothing wrong with me, nigga. I'm tough. Not, yeah, ain't nothing. I knocked this nigga out. I spent this much money. But we never... Back then, we was never taking time on that. Of like, yo, how you doing? How how did your mother dying affect you? Mm-hmm. How did going right. to jail affect you? How did seeing your best friend die affect you? Like, you understand? Nobody, nobody... Even now, sometimes, people will... People, actually, now we're starting to, to turn it around and, and approach things differently. But people never really talk about... Again, the things that the trauma that people go through, people never really consider how these things affect them. I thought I thought this was before trial. Now. I thought when I seen Styles P crying on um for those who don't know Styles P, the locks, the super ghost, gangster right? rapper, the ghost, fact. the best person in the locks though. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the best person, better than Jada Kiss. But anyway, but another time, another time. Look, Mm-mm. so wait, hold on, Styles P better than Jada Kiss? Yeah, Styles P is dead better than Jada Kiss. Styles yeah, P, how you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no funny shit. Jada don't got no whack verses. That's what I'm I saying. Bro. I, I ain't never Styles heard that. Styles P don't got no whack verses neither. They gonna have to just go. They gonna, right. have to, gonna have to neck and neck then. Look, 
Ain't nothing negative. Right, hold on. But look, look, let me get to that, and we going. So my point I was making, Styles P was on Breakfast Club crying about his stepdaughter that killed herself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Like, the black man is starting to wake up to see Styles P crying gangster Styles P from the 90s. Like, it was all right. You turn everyday struggle on after Joe Button sees that interview. Joe Button starts crying. Like, I was standing by a bridge one day, and I wanted to jump off of it. Like, I didn't, because I didn't know how to handle my behavior health. Um, then when trial, I was like, damn, bro, I thought this was like, we was mowing up. But I think now we going up from it, though. As long as we keep giving the, the message of love and I'm a, I'm a air, listening air rather than somebody that's going to debate judge you. Right, yeah, exactly. like, you, if you want to help somebody, just listen to them. Yo, Don't right, judge them. Niggas, and niggas that come, come to you with their issues and then you try to debate them on whether or not they really feel like that. Yeah. But I'm glad niggas yeah. growing up. I asked my some dumb shit to do. If you tell me that's how you feel, then how who am I to tell you? Exactly, I'm not you. Right, who who am I to tell you? Nah, you don't feel like that. This is how you really feel. This is how you really feel. Nah, just I always I'm always down for listening to people. And if you need me to say some advice, only way I'm gonna give you advice is you say. So what you think I should do? Right, because a lot and of this times, is, and then I'll say and this wording. What I would do is, or how I would handle this situation is because right there, what you do, you're not forcing them to, to behave how you would behave, but you 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 open the door for them, right? You open the door for them to I immediately at least figure out what I you you, you giving them the opportunity to make decisions for themselves. You're not telling them how to feel. You're not telling them how to behave. And most importantly, sometimes people just need an ear. They just need a vent real quick. That's you don't it. even need your advice. That's they it. They just need to get this shit off real quick. Call me. You got my number. Call me. I'm here to help you. I can't give you a million dollars. I can't go put in some work with you because we we too old for that now. <laughs> but like, if you going through like a a trouble or something, relationship trouble, life trouble, whatever, just talk to me and I could give you that lending air and possibly that advice that make you feel better than what you're feeling right now. I, I want to touch on something because right before we got into this convo, you said that um you call all your all your female friends bro bros. Do you think nowadays we don't put enough stock into the male female friendship? And what I mean by that is I feel like as young men, it's very easy for us to see a woman and the first thing we think is, yo, I got to I gotta try to get that. I got to I gotta smash. I got to yeah. kill. Do you think we, we put too much time and energy towards that instead of trying to build genuine friendships with our yeah, black I, queens? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And I think that happens. Like, and speak on the dangers of that as well, too, like long term, how, how that can really, you know, warp our perception of how we look, out, look at women and things of that nature. Like, okay. So I do think like, just like, even from seeing movies, they'll be like, yo, she was my best friend, but we started messing with each other. Or you hearing somebody from your neighborhood saying, yeah, that was my best friend, but you know, I had sex with her like once or twice, but we still cool. <laughs> it could be, you can have a platonic relationship. Right. Like, if I'm committed to one person, I'm going to be committed to one person. I could have a lot of girls. I do have a lot of women friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that, and I think women need male friends just for like the balance. Cause you could tell your girl something and she 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 thinking of it as a woman versus you tell your friend something and she think your male yo, friend something I you that? and like, then you like I feel like anytime you in a situation men and women if yes. you're in a situation you dealing with somebody you should go to your to the friend of the opposite sex exactly first. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly just to understand to that hear like, side, to really like, hear from okay, that this probably why he acting like this right because at the end of the day your man is gonna tell you some nigga shit yeah and, yeah, and yeah. if you're a girl your, your girl's just gonna tell you niggas ain't shit yeah yeah so just go to the opposite sex Real quick, get an unbiased opinion. Right, like this, this. exactly. They give you some valid perspective on it. I think nowadays I have more women friends than guy friends. I have a lot of guy friends, but I, I kick it with women like a lot. Awesome, just awesome platonic. Call, chill shit, yeah, right? like it's cool, bro. You could just chill, talk to me about whatever, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here. I'm a social worker. You feel me? 
So <laughs> you feel me? I just got my degree in social welfare. Yeah, you shitting me? <laughs> Mass is coming soon. Ah, yeah, it is loading. Nah, but nah, that's a fact. I have a good amount of women friends myself too. But a lot of a lot of the women friends I have now, I ain't go for the one thing. One, my issue is is really finding new women friends. I don't really want to find new women friends. Yeah, me neither. Like the women friends that I have are friends that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like from either from childhood or like high school. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I I a couple I met in college. Like yeah, 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 that, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That's inevitable. But like now, I'm not really looking for new women friends. I don't know. I think your best friends may come from college, though. Not like your right hand man best friends, but. Because we all on the same level and we trying to go up, so you need to be around people that you're trying yeah, to go up. We were all like living in the same area. Like college is a small community. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was like Albany was New York City concentrated into one small ass area. Yeah, it was. Like it was. It was just imagine living in. A, imagine living. Yeah, nigga. Imagine living in a, in a small ass city with everybody's two minutes away from you and shit like that. Like, but I just like for success though. I think everybody. I, it's safe to say, no matter the scam, college is a scam talk. Everybody that go to college is looking for success in their future life. College I think scam, so. Though, but yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. I understand that. I agree. But like, make the best out of the scam. I would say, and I, that's what we had to do. Mm-hmm. We felt not felt victim, but we went to college trying to become something, and we probably didn't have to go to college to become it. But just like. Get your best out of it. You're going to pledge, pledge. You're going to make this friend group. Make sure you make your connections. Make sure you network. Just, like, get yourself out there so when you graduate, you could connect with that friend. Like, yo, I need a job doing so-and-so. I bet I can hook you up with so-and-so, and then we keep it going like that. To a certain extent, though, I still think that college is overstated. What you mean? I don't know. Everybody don't got to go to college. Right, so There's a lot of people who went away to school, didn't work out for them, and they just they come back with just extra it, debt, no did degree. Did they finish? No, I'm just saying. If you don't now, about- wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Look, <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga. If you go to college, you better finish. No, girl, why? woman. Why? If you go to college, you be- unless you got a backup plan. If you gonna spend all that money and be in debt, you might as well finish. All right, but think, let's put it like this. All right, let's say I'm a, you, I'm, a, I'm a person where I know right, you don't even know for a fact yet. You struggled your way through high school. Because the whole idea of waking up every day and, and sitting in the class for eight hours a day and being taught shit that you don't really care about, just mind-boggling to you. We're never really a good test taker because, shit, I'm not really retaining this information. My, my memory is bad. Discipline. And you just... You need discipline, though. It's but, like... But I'm still... But still, there's, situa- there's, people who, there's people who colleges aren't for. Like, there's people who just... Like, their talents would be better suited if they didn't go to school, if they just figured it out in the real world. They just went directly into their, into their right. craft right after high school. But what would be they I'm talking about those like, people. Are they would, be like, would they be, like, a creative, or am I going to work at Amy Roof's restaurant? I mean, yeah. No, shout out to Amy Roof's. I yeah, used to work yeah, you, there. Yeah, you'd be, you, you'd be creative. Like, I, I guess that's strictly for creatives, then. Yeah. I guess that's and not, right. And I, not everybody is a creative, though. I don't think everybody is a creative, everybody a creative bro. Everybody has a creative outlet of some sort, though. Even the most uncreative person has a creative out, a quote unquote creative outlet of some sort. Mm. Because, for example, would you consider would you consider Steph Curry a creative? Is basketball is bad? Would you consider basketball an art form to you or craft to you? He could make it that way. I think he could make it like he his game is like perfected in a way of art. If I remember it, like if I go right here, I do this and I shoot this shot. This how I make the shot. That right, so Pascal Siakam, his game is his game a little rusty. You see how he playing? You see how he moving? His game a little rusty. What, is he a creative? Is that art that. to him? Uh, everybody has a form of a, a, somebody. Everybody has a type of outlet, like a creative, a quote unquote creative outlet. I mm-hmm. call it creative outlet. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why, I, I call, yeah, I call it creative because at the end of the day, um, whatever your art, for example, for you is poetry, for me is podcasting, right? That outlet 
to all of us, it gives us each the same satisfaction. You know what I mean? Like, yes, to them it's basketball, to you it's poetry, to me it's podcasting, but at the same day, at the end of the day, it all gives us, it all completes a puzzle for us in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Like, that creative outlet, that creative hole is filled, that void is filled, I should say, mm-hmm. through that outlet, through that craft. Mm-hmm. So I think, yo, even if you may not be an artistic person, everybody got some type of creativity yeah. in them, to a certain extent. But is it enough to, and we was, you was talking, I know your previous part, you were talking about taking that leap, right? Um... If you don't go to college and try to... Because I think college was for growth. For me, it was, like, for growth. Like, mm-hmm. I was living by my own. Living by my own. I was living by <laughs> myself. Little, Even little, I had right. roommates, I was still in control of, night, like, not going to class, going to class. But I was disciplined enough from younger to, like, go to class and miss this party because I got to test the next day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have to be there, like... Well, I do agree with you on that. I do think that school gives you a sense of... The, it does it help you. It helps people be more disciplined. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that, yeah. but um, I still think everybody shouldn't have to go to school. Like, we shouldn't have to force everybody to go to school. Yeah. Like, a lot of people just yeah, don't. A lot of people just don't learn that way. Yeah, and that be yo. Like, I'm, I was in Cobleskill, ugh, yo, and I said ugh because I hated that school. <laughs> um, it was somebody in Cobleskill that had like a zero point zero GPA. Calm. Went there for a semester, came back, another zero. So what are we doing? Right, I put money. Exactly. I put money. She or he, they leave, go back to their hometown, and just really find themselves. They mm. put all the energy to whatever it is that they like. I don't know because first. you're not trying to. You wasn't trying to work here. Yeah, zero point zero sound. You wasn't even. Trying yeah, to. you wasn't trying to do nothing. You just wanted to chill and come for the women, and it just that don't make sense to me. It doesn't. Drizzy a zero point zero GPA, bro. That's calm though. That's what college is for. You supposed to just chill and come for the women, right? Don't tell you this is the greatest podcast in the world. You ain't gonna tell <laughs> niggas that. No, but that's what niggas. That's, that's the lot. That's what niggas. Was, that's nah, the, but see, yeah. what if like Come, step have, step to the mic real quick. Step if, to the mic. What if he didn't have no plan at all, right? And he was like, let's say he come from a tough neighborhood, right? Let's say he come from Brownsville, He's okay? In New York. Mm-hmm. He like fuck it. Even though I don't know what I'm gonna do yet in life, I'm gonna go to college, experience it, and see where it take me. If you're not gonna do it, like. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, that and if you're not gonna do it for yourself, do it for your parents at least, bro. Or the person that, <laughs> that, that pushed you, you out there, to right? College. What, just do it for them, though. What if you feel like at an 18 year old kid, right? He might feel like, yo, if I go back to my neighborhood, I'm not gonna do shit anyway. I might as well go upstate, try to at least find myself. If I don't find myself, I got some women to fuck with. I might meet some cool dudes. Well, Maybe tr- network in a sense like that. Try to find yourself. Yeah, 0.0 I mean, is nothing. Yeah, he is nothing. Clearly, he no, but he, no, no, but well, he spent the majority of his time finding himself, though. How? He didn't have time for class because he was looking for himself the whole time. Oh, you got to stop. Man. <laughs> man, you got to stop, son. Yo. Cobus like, goes like a... Like a JUCO, you know mm-hmm. how niggas go to the JUCO yeah. before the right, D ones. Right. Like Cobus goes like that, like get your step stone and then go to Albany and get the three point eight GPA and then Hot, yeah, talk, talk like that talking. But if you if you wasn't doing work there, then like what's your what's your work what would your work work ethic be? Like college, I think. Like I said, it's discipline, but you gotta it's some work you gotta put in, bro. And I just feel like some people don't put in work, but I, I'm, I, I see where you're coming from. We always agree to disagree. Nah, that's a fact. That's right, though. That's right. That's so right. That's like, right. That's right. Whatever. Nah, to a certain extent, you're right, though. And I think you're right. I think you're right. You still gotta pull up and put and put the effort in. That's yes. fast. Like in anything, not even anything. just school. Like if you, if, and you, if you're not doing it in school, then when you gonna do that? Cause you paying for this. You pay. This is an. A, this is a, like a. 
an investment slash business trip. Like you put in work <laughs> nah, it is. to get this. You feel me? You, you know. You know. You know what school does though. What school definitely does for you, right? It, it automatically puts you in a certain like pay bracket, tax bracket. You want. You might want to call it. I don't know pay bracket. But the reason you read why I say that, obviously. The jobs that you have that you that the jobs that open up for you once you have a college degree versus you having like a high school diploma is just night and day. That's a fact. So yeah, that's the, like it's a scam in the sense that you putting up so much money, you put like you leveraging so much to only get a little bit back, but it's a stepping stone. It's like I right, once I get through college, I right, college is done. I have a job that's paying me fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. I wouldn't have gotten that without a college degree. A the next step is to build upon that job. That's a fact. Once you get out of college, college is like it's done. Like, ain't, college can't do nothing for you. Once you got it, listen, listen, y'all, Albany people. Once you get your, once you get that degree, once you get that degree, mail to your crib. They shut off your bus pass. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> I ain't experienced it or nothing. You feel me? <laughs> but they turned that bus pass right on off, Playboy. So you better make it work. Nah, what's you, what's and you got six months to pay that money back. Right. <laughs> Start paying that. Yeah. Back. Hello. Right. We, want, we want our bread back now. <laughs> but I think once yeah, once you graduate school, once you get past that stepping stone, there's no time to look back. Like it's 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 you done. It's on. gone. You gotta keep going now. And going, what people don't realize is that piece of paper doesn't guarantee you nothing. It like once you get that piece of paper, you gotta flip it. Like you gotta put the work in and flip it. Yeah. I I, I get um I, I give me for example right. I didn't even know what I really wanted to do when I came out of school. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I wanted to work in sports at the time. That was two years ago. I knew I wanted to work in sports. I knew I liked ball a lot. So mm-hmm. I said right, I'm gonna just go in that direction. Right. Start working with the league a little bit. Then after that, did a season with MSG and got fired from that shit. Sat home for a couple weeks. Not a couple weeks. I'm lying. A couple months. After I figured that out. I'm like, I bet I want to go into advertising. I went into advertising. And the reason why I'm saying that is because right after you graduate, you're not going to know what the fuck you want to do. And you're not supposed to know. Anybody that feels like you got to know what you want to do right away, you don't. You Anybody don't. that feels like you got to know what you want to do two months, I mean, a year after, you don't. Anybody that feels like two years after, you got, you don't. The whole point of getting that degree is to now put you, it puts you in an environment where I could take a couple of risks. I could try some things out. I could really go now figure out what I want to do. Because at the end of the day, school not really preparing you for the workforce. not really preparing you for what you're about to experience. Yeah. It's just giving you the knowledge. Gary Van, Gary Van said something like, you, you in your 20s. Your 20s is the trial and error years. Right. You feel me? So, like, I got five more years. And my birthday was yesterday. Where, um... Happy birthday, Cam. Thank you, thank you, Happy thank belated, you. Though. Happy belated, Thank you, thank you. It's Tupac birthday today, word. But anyway, um, it's just like, you got to 30. I think, I'm seeing people having babies left and right now and everything, and I'm like, their life isn't even, like, in place for to bring a life, bring another life well, into the world. Out. And they haven't right. figured it. So they growing up with the baby. Like, I feel like people should have their babies, like, in their 30s if they haven't, if they're not established already. That's mad funny you said that, because yesterday in church, uh, it was, it was, I was talking to um to people that I grew up with. They older than me. They, one of them is 40, another one of them is, like, in her late 30s. But they watched me grow up in church. Mm-hmm. And we just chopped it up and shit. They was like, yo, why you don't got a girlfriend? I'm like, for what? Nigga, I'm 22. What the fuck you mean? I got a girlfriend. I got a girlfriend. Right. I'm out here just figuring this shit out. Like, I'm really just learning this life. And she was we talking, talking, and she was just like, yo, I think, I honestly feel like people shouldn't even get married till they 30. I just did the number head, the head, the head tail again. <laughs> the like, infamous head tail. Yeah, the infamous head tail. Nah, her argument was just like, yo, like you should just really find, use this time to just like find, find you, yeah, find yourself. That's it. These are the twenties. If you got a girlfriend, more power to you. Like you feel me? The Faithful Black Men Association is in the building. But look, hot, hot, hot. um, 
like these years, these twenty to twenty nine, this is the years you find yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that one thing, like you said, always take that leap. That that one thing could pop and make it work. Like Nigel, you had him on. Shout out to Nigel. He doing the pop, the um producing joint, right. making the beats. His beats is nice. Clue, my our man Clue, mm-hmm. he doing the clothing line. You feel me? It's just like these are the years to experience. And now I'm not taking actually I, I, the reason why um I oh, yeah. shout out House too for the comedian he's super funny and gonna get on soon. Yeah, you, you, you check out his Instagram at the comedian, but um yeah the, the, the reason why I commend people who who have kids young is because y'all couldn't do that shit. Like, I, I, like, I I'd be either. drowning. Fuck yeah. you, man. I couldn't either. <laughs> I'd be drowning, oh, brother. Like I don't know how y'all do it. Shout out to y'all. I'm not even stable now. Right, Word. <laughs> it ain't happening that way. That way, excuse me. <laughs> Yo, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about how you got into poetry. Oh, word! You read my mind. I was just about to say that. So, <laughs> I used to like write little poems in high school, right? But they would never rhyme, and it was they were trash. Like some girls, like you should start writing poetry. I'm like, all right. I got my start listening to Tupac Starter Kit. Da, 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 da. I start listening, listening and then like I start writing. It was just trash, 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 trash. Then I gave up because I was so whack. I went to Cobalscale. <laughs> it was my last year in Cobalscale, my last semester, and I went on this three day fast. Shout out to one of my mentors. His name was Alau. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, um, yo, you start writing again for the fast because you're not gonna be doing nothing all day." I was like, "I right, bet." Like I wrote like a little poem. I wrote like a replica, like. Rose that grew from the concrete, but I read it in my own words. I remember that poem. Trash. Tupac poem. Yeah, but his shit was smoking mine. <laughs> um, then I wrote another one. Then I wrote like a poem called Little Ghetto Boy. I was like, all right. Little Ghetto Boy. I'm like, I'm like, I'm all right. I'm all right. Then like, I, I start like, keep writing them weekly. I was writing one every week. Writing one every week. Flexing that muscle. Flex- working that yeah, muscle. Yeah, but it was just like, you could. I think you could like lose content like that. If you keep it coming... Like Lil Wayne was coming out with mixtapes like, like that. But after a while, I was just like, okay, Lil Wayne. Kind of start, start, start. Exactly. Diluted to a certain extent. Um. So the first time, the first time I performed a poem was in Albany. It was EOP open mic night. Shout out to EOP. Mm-hmm. And this is your first time ever performing. For ever me. like so by the time you got to Albany, you you was feeling new to the poetry. Game. How many? How many people could feel in LC eighteen? 300? 300? I thought it was like five. 400? It felt like, it felt like six to you. Bro. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> so I'm up there. I, like, even when I look back at the poem, like, I can hear my, like, my voice, my vocals, like, how low I was sounding, how I was standing. Mm-hmm. I was saying a poem. Like control was off and shit Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I was saying a poem. Um, and then I said, I stumbled. And then I heard House was like, take your time, Q. Take your time. Everybody started clapping for me. My <laughs> man Eli was like, yeah, Quincy, take your time. Take your time. AJ was like, yeah. Like, everybody was hey, going right, crazy. Right, I'm like, I right, bet. Back. I got the crowd. I got the crowd. I finished. Boom. So it was like, I right, the first poem. Then I did something for Fuenza Latina. Um, It's called the Old Harlem. I ain't mess up or nothing. It was like, I miss the old Harlem. You know the bow Harlem? So much gold, the joint guy took it. So much love, the joint guy took it. Gold Harlem, like, like old Kanye. Right. New Kanye. Right, the play da, on the old Kanye. And then, yeah, and then I did something for this group called Starving Artists. I was in Albany called Little Ghetto Boy. Mm-hmm. I, the Little Ghetto Boy, when I wrote, the, so I did that. Then the semester was over, so I was still writing. Then I went to, um... <laughs> 
this club called <laughs> I went to this club called Phenomenal Voices right, right. in Albany. Shout out PV. Um, so I, I auditioned, and the people is in the audition like laughing. So I'm thinking like, oh, I I killed. They probably like it. They was like, all right, we gonna call you back. They called me back. My friend Laura, shout out Laura. She was like, no, you was fucking whack. She was like, you sound fucking terrible. Like you got this rhyme scheme. Da 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 da. Like you you sounded so fucking whack. I was like. Damn, bro. Look, I said some. Wow, I hate this line so much. This is one of the worst lines I've ever read. I said, I can stand it up. I said, um, I, I said, you know, you always on my mind like shampoo. My feelings are so strong. I believe you like Sue. Oh my God. Hold on. That I walked a, out the room. That Hold was on. Bad. That was oh, sorry. Yo, Ben. So sorry, you was on my mind like shampoo. I was on my mind like shampoo. I, I said, you like Sue. Yo. Yo, I, I just dropped the microphone. That's how nasty that was. So, <laughs> they was like, "That's a bottle." Ugochi, eh? That's whack. Some girl named Ugochi, shout out to her. She well, was she, the she president. Got a beautiful voice. She could sing. Yeah, yeah, she was the president at the time. So I was like, she was like, "All right, we gonna help you. We gonna help you get better." I'm not really like into love poetry. The show was called Love Jones. I remember that. I'm yeah, not that show, right? really into love poetry. Yeah, you pulled up. You pulled up, right? Uh, I know Drizzy I, I, pulled up, but whoever I, pulled I really up, don't remember. whoever, that wasn't even shade just now. That wasn't right. even shade. Um, so they helped me get better. My friend, um, Claudie, shout out to her. <laughs> it was like before. It was the last edition before people start getting cut for the show. Right. So I did like my audition. Claudie was like, right, I got something to say." She raised her hand. She she bent her arms up. She gonna say. Yeah, besides your performance aspect, which you obviously need help on, you sound trash. Like she was she like, would go do something that day. Yo, <laughs> nah, that's all that. That was, like, that's yo. all that meant. No, 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 no. She was like, yo, like I can help you get better. Like I can help you get better. Just come to my house. Cloetry. That's her. That's her rap name now. She a rapper. Follow her on Instagram. Cloetry. So I go to her house. She started reading my shit. She was like, yeah, Quincy, that shit wasn't that bad. I was ODing yesterday. She was like, "It's not that bad. You just gotta memorize you, it." She was going through something like that <laughs> the day before. I, told I was you, like, she, she was like, she was like, "You gotta memorize it." But I like for that. I think all of those people that I just named mm-hmm. for being like that mean and like really helping me and Stella because I felt like prior to that everybody was just like because I'm like Quincy and this nice person and want to listen to your problems and shit. Everybody was just like, "Oh, Quincy, good job, good job." Like. When I do something I'm passionate about, I want to be the best. Right. Every time I go up and perform, I feel like I'm the best. Fuck what everybody else is doing. Right. I'm number one. I'm King Quince. Mm-hmm. I'm King fucking Quince. Talk, anyway. Losing his um, Yeah. Fuck you mean. So, boom. Like, I did the Love Jones piece. It was like some love by me right now and the girl. Then I did one about Christianity. It's called Chapter 94. I did one about Christianity and the relationship with my father. And that's from that time, I was like, nah. I'm fucking flipping now. Because I was like, understanding King Quince, read the most ancient scripture, and find a picture of the Prophet Muhammad, like rhyming orange and oranges. My wordplay breaks door hands as I walk out the trenches, walking barefoot on crack pipes and syringes. It feels tremendous. Mm. So you can't, in, in the Islamic religion, there's no pictures of the Prophet. Right. So to understand, you got to find a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. You can't rhyme orange and I was rhyming this shit out of orange. That I was in, like in, in the rent the yeah, packages orange. Yeah, and yeah, right. yeah. Like I was getting off. Uh, it was a contest and then like I fucking I fucking lost to some little ass kids. But I like 
Everybody know I won though, right. but they had to give it had to, to the little kids. kids. Politics, politics. Juju, she you had on the show. Shout out Juju. She saw me. She was like, "Yo, Quincy, you you had it, Quincy, you had politics, it." You but it was know. like the little kids. You got to empower the kids. I walked right. out. I'm like, "Oh, these niggas robbed me. They <laughs> fucking robbed me. Fuck these niggas." Ah, but I mean, as far as my writing style, like I always write from experience of me, of experience of my friend, or like just. Darkness. Mm-hmm. I'm because I'm such like a nice person, outgoing person. It's still shit I go through. Right. So I put that shit. It's easy to forget that about the nice people. Right. And I put that shit in my poetry, so it could be like you hey, can walk around smiling. I didn't know he was feeling like this. Like when I have when I used to live in my neighborhood, I moved upstate. When I have writer's block, I would walk around my my hood, mm-hmm. and then I see my friends, and then I just sit down and just like. Just look at them like, cause they still got the hood mentality and right. I got the college mentality, but I'm still good in the hood. Right. Quote, excuse me, I'm burping a lot. Excuse no, me. You good? Don't worry. Quote about unquote. That. Quote unquote. So it's like, I was look. I'll be like looking at them, and there was one of my friends. He was like one of the people I'm looking at. He got shot in his face. He died. Damn. Yeah. Um. Jay, shout out Jaquan Smith. R.P. Jaquan Smith. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at them. So I was like. Um, the only time is balls and hoods pull up scaffolds of correction. So with that in mind, when I rhyme, I put ink on paper and show the pen is in my view. Like you feel me? Like right. the pen, ink on paper, the pen, scaffold, pull up balls, corrections, that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, like such he about to be on smack was like, row one day. <laughs> Talk the hottest, the hottest wherever I'm at. But anyway, <laughs> it was that's but that's why I get my like. Um, influence, influ- not influence. What's the word? Not influence is my. I mean, passion. That's, that's, that's where you get your content from. That's, that's what, why that's I get my content you. exactly. That's what put like the ba- that's, that's what you, that's what the that's, that's what puts the battery in your back. The experiences you went. Through. I knew like it was it was like after I did the poem by my father, I text my cousin the poem. He was just texting. He like text me back crying like yo, I ain't know your father was like this. He tell us something else. And it's not like that. I just don't understand why, but I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. Like, you give me hope. Mm-hmm. He was, like, crying to me, and I'm like, oh, like, this is a big-ass deal. It was people in my inbox hitting me, like, yo, Quincy, I'm so proud of you. You motivate me. Like, how I motivate you? I'm younger than you. Like, <laughs> like what's sometimes going on? Sometimes you need that, though. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it takes the children and to motivate the, the older And that's part. why I do, like, a lot of what I do for those people. That's like down. I'll be like, I'm gonna be up for you. Right. I'm gonna be my, the voice for the people. Exactly. Who, who are like voiceless. Right. My friends that my friends from my neighborhood, they all got indicted, and I know their mothers and parents felt that shit. I'm like, I'm the one that because I was with them. We grew up together. We used to spend the night at each other's house. I used to have slumber parties that everybody used to come. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be the shining light for your mothers and shit like that. Like we made I'm, it out. I'm doing a this little for all, right. I'm doing this I'm doing for, us. for all of us. This ain't just for me. Like, right. I try to. I, I try not to move on some just Quincy shit ever. Even though it's short, we all selfish in our own ways. Like, we all selfish in our own ways. I think I can say that safely. It's no, it's facts. Yeah, but it's just like, for the most part, like my accolades, y'all always think my people from over here or right there. You feel me? So that's that's just how I got in my poetry bag. Like, shout out to Allow. But I, I wrote some new shit. I'm going to start performing in the city soon. You should really start, you should start doing um, playing different clubs in the city. Like, what you mean, poetry clubs? Yeah, when yeah, I say yeah, yeah, I say playing yeah, clubs, yeah. I mean like just you know, bar hopping, poetry right. bar pretty hopping, much, pretty much poetry bar word hopping, hopping. Right. word hopping, <laughs> word yeah. hopping. But nah, I, I didn't I didn't realize that poetry was such a fairly new thing for you. I didn't I didn't realize that when you got to Albany, that was the first time you was really expressing yourself through poetry. Like, I, I thought it was something that you've been doing. I because I remember Jay Z was like, 
he was like, y'all, he was like, I don't make music for, like, not to get nothing out of it, like, not to get paid or something. Because if that was the case, just write music in your basement, produce in your basement, and let no one hear it. Like, put yourself out there. Right. Like, and I, I, so, I solemnly believe that. Like, if you're going, if you're going to think I'm, tell me I'm whack, but I don't think I'm whack. And I'm nice, and you're going to feel this shit. Because I'm, nobody's talking like how I talk. You right. feel me? I'm not like, Nobody's talking Ooh, how you talking. Uh, Nobody's talking for the people that you're talking Exactly. For. And it's like, you know how some Paul, I think some poets be OD, like, put to the words, to the wise. It's like, nah, like, I got a flow and I'm going to tell you this story. No, but that's they, that's just their style, though. That's just their style. Because uh, niggas look at you. <laughs> and then look, and then another thing, right? Poets be thinking they could get away with the being weird past. You don't got to be weird, my nigga. Like, you don't got to be no, weird. Just bro. be regular, bro. How you going to tell somebody <laughs> they can't be weird? Because you only doing that because you do no, poetry. What, what That's actually, it. What if they actually weird? No. What if they actually weird? No. What if they actually... How you Not know? all y'all. <laughs> Not all y'all, nigga. How you know? Not everybody. A lot of artists are weird, though. They express themselves through their art. You know that. But not exactly. everybody, you know that. nigga. Nah, but... I said some shit like... Huey knew we were rebels because of the buildings. Wait, Huey knew? Huey knew we was rebels because... I said a line like, Huey Newton knew we was rebels. Huey knew we was rebels when they started refusing our stones into their buildings. You know the Boondock song, the boondock, I'm the stone, stone in the building refused. I ain't the bit. Yeah, like... And, but it'd yo, be like, I know that shit be... soon, too. Yeah, it is Can't coming soon. That's going to be fire. With, the, with Aaron Magruder. Direct the first, the, yeah, the first, the, the person for season four. It wasn't Aaron Magruder, and that right. shit was terrible. That shit was, that shit was Luke. That shit was terrible. Shit was Luke. But yeah, Aaron Magruder gonna come back in his bag in the tw- in his twenty twenty bag though, because a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of new shit going on. He missed mash. He missed Instagram sneaker lines. Donald Trump. It was bad. Like I hope twenty twenty. Nah, I don't know twenty twenty gonna. Be nah, bad. say what you about to say. I hope twenty twenty what. Uh, I hope it'd be better than Hell no. last decade. He's crazy. Yo, listen, the world's getting worse. It's living in the end times. When, you, when do you think, like, niggas are going to just give up on social media? Shit. <laughs> do you think ever we're going to give up on social no. media? Never. With the rate we going, no. You think one day we're just going to stop using social media? What is it going to take? Right. People, people, people monetize this shit now. They're not about to just stop using social media. It got, I just, it just, it's well, bad. I don't mean to be that guy. But look at the world and how it looks now. Fast forward twenty years, and it's going to be—I won't drag and say twenty. It's going to be ten times worse. It's not going to get better though. As I feel like, as long as you're conscious of the fact that it's not about to get better, you're going to be good. You, you going to yeah. You should when be you, aware when you know it's the problem. Yeah, you you good. When you're you know aware when you're period. aware of the yeah yeah when yeah. You're yeah, aware yeah, of yeah, anything. Yeah. Period. period. You, you know how to maneuver. I think a lot of days, a lot, a lot of days now. I think a lot of times we maneuver through life with no awareness. What yeah, I mean by bro. that is like a lot of times you like you experience your shit and you just not really or like you in a neighborhood, you in an environment, you in a space, you just not really aware of where you bro, at. Just, or you in a situation, you're not really awake. You're not really awake in that time. You're not really present in the moment to really understand the magnitude of whatever situation you're in right now. And but, I think but it'd be like, how were you raised though? With that, I was true. raised the environment we come from. Right, we are raised. We are. We're born to be aware of our surroundings, cause that might be the last time you're around there if you're not aware. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like it, it, sometimes, like I was talking to my aunt Friday, and she was like, "You gonna see people weren't raised like you. You're gonna meet people that was raised differently." So somebody would do something like, example, right? If somebody asks me, "Yo, where's so and so at?" I wouldn't tell them. I don't know what you about to go do to that man. Exactly. Right. Versus, like, if I'm in college, somebody asks me that, I can tell them probably because, like, we all in college and shit. Right. 
but like that's like for me my street mentality versus my school mentality mm-hmm. and I, I like i know the street mentality still but i'm like breaking out of it because like i feel like i'm not above it i'm still here with y'all but i'm just in a different place in my life now you're growing you're growing i'm a civilian right. <laughs> you feel me yeah no, I, i'll give you an analogy of a rocket like when, when a rocket is, takes off and it's going out of space there's a lot of things on that rocket a lot of things on that rocket that's propelling it and pushing mm-hmm, it out of space. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the higher the rocket gets, the more the shit come off. The more those things yeah, come off. And bro. what you realize in life is that the higher you get, the, the the more you grow, the more you ascend. Ascend, I should say. Yeah. The more you gotta drop certain people, the more you gotta drop certain behaviors, the more you gotta drop certain things to yeah. get where you're going. Right. And it's not a thing where it's like I'm better than niggas or I'm above niggas. Like you were saying, it's yeah. just you're growing. Yeah. You're evolving. And that's like another thing. I mean, I want never want anyone to think like Oh, cause you got a college degree, cause you in a fraternity, you better no, I'm not. Like I'm still here, which I'm just trying to make the I'm, best out of this experience. The best out of the experience and I wanna make still like a better place for you to be around. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always been on your talk to me. If you feeling like come respectful though. Don't disrespect. But like Don't pull up on a wild shit. Yeah, don't pull it just talk to me like like a man, like an adult. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say man or woman, like an adult. Speak to me and then we can figure out what the problem is. Right. I want to get your opinion on something. I want to get your opinion on, on something. You brought it up too. You said that Aaron Magruder missed a couple of things. In the, in, in, well, not Aaron Magruder, but Boondock season four missed a couple of things. Oh, Mayor Aaron Magruder missed a couple of things because you know he's just not focused on Boondocks. But now that he back, he definitely gonna touch on a couple of things. And one of the things he gonna touch on is definitely Trump. He's gonna definitely touch gonna touch on, on Trump and his presidency. He gonna touch on Trump. Uh, I think Insta- social media. He's gonna. He was doing it with MySpace, but I think it's. Social media is no. Worse social media is oh, it's terrible now. Ten times different than, when, terrible, than what it was. When MySpace pulled up. Like it's terrible. I think he's gonna do that. It was a time when there used to be sneaker lines. You remember that? Like people would be on these long lines, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. niggas would get killed or over, beat over, up for some fucking some Jordans and Jordan putting money into the fucking prison systems. Like, is you serious? Yo, apparently it's not. It's not the Michael Jordan we think. It was a different Michael. That's, that's cap. <laughs> I seen that meme. That meme was cap. That meme was cap. Uh, cap means lies for the people at home. Um, yeah. Um, what else will he touch? Wait, he gonna he's gonna touch a lot. And Boondocks was so prolific. It was just like he just was like he'll say it. like the episode of Martin Luther King came back right legendary. Cause Martin Luther the way niggas is acting, and I gotta say niggas the way niggas was acting. Martin Luther King would say, "Well, y'all niggas, please shut the hell up." Yeah, niggas as well. Like. I took these, me and Malcolm was taking these ass whipping and whipping asses for like, for y'all to act like this? Yo, do you think, I think a lot of people don't, um, maybe don't realize the amount of work and, and how, how, the amount of work and how far we were able, the amount of work and how much we were able to accomplish in the 60s as a people. Like, that civil rights era of black folk really bust their ass. Yeah. Like, that civil rights era of black people really did well for themselves. Do you think that to a certain extent, due to our ignorance, that as we got older, oh, we can't even really blame. It. Actually, I'm, I'll finish the question. But do you think that as the generations went on, we kind of like undid some of their work and kind of took for granted some of the work that they did? I think um, crack and heroin. Heroin. That's why I said. That's why I, I stopped me awake. I'm like, yo, what really happened in this order? I'm gonna say heroin stopped us because Huey Newton started doing heroin and Huey Newton started doing crack, and he was the leader of the Black Panthers. Him mm-hmm. and Bobby Seale. It was just like we was on an uprise. Then like when they start. Knocking down black Wall Streets and all the black civilizations we had, putting highways over it. And then the crack epidemic came out, which I think the government put crack into Los Angeles, which they did, but no, whatever. Um, That's when it started going down, because it was more about now the money, 
Now we pimps and hoes, niggas and bitches right, instead now, of like now, 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 they, now you could paint public perception. Now you could paint our perception to be a certain way. Yeah. Once once the crack was infected, exactly. Once the crack, once the once the crack, you the ninety four crime bill. Right. It was just like a lot of shit started crippling the black people from the uprising, and I don't, I don't know if we can ever go up that, go up that high again. I don't know. I don't know what it would take. For it to be like another Malcolm or Martin type of movement, I'm not gonna say those people because those are one, those are one of one type of people. Everybody's a one of one type of person, right? But I know, I see, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I think that, um, I think it takes. Well, first step is awareness, and I think we're aware of the fact that you know, us as a people aren't where we should be. And after the awareness, the next step is, is the action. I would say at least, like, I right, we're aware of the of the issues that we face. So, what's your action? Action is. My thing is though, when my thing when it comes to action, I feel like I, I I don't even think we should turn to the white man. I think we should look to each other when it comes to action. Like we should just we should just focus inward. Drizzy, come here real quick. <laughs> you heard what? Did you hear what Bentley said? Right. Oh fuck! Please say it. Please say nah, it. Again, I said bro. I said so. The first step it takes for us as a community to you know turn around is awareness. Once we're aware of the fact that we sit back, then we can now do something. And I think the second step is action. And for me personally, action isn't going to the white man and asking for help. But action is us looking at each other and figuring out how we can help each other, how we can push each other out of this. How can we how can we love each other? How can we um help each other through the through the issues that we face? How can we just be there for each other as a community and develop a new sense of community so that we can push ourselves forward? How long have I been saying that? <laughs> Drizzy, you tell him how long have I been saying that? Ben, I know you know already. I know you know. I just want to make sure I'm not going how long have I been saying that? some years since i met you since i met (laughs) y'all that's it like we don't we don't we don't gotta like keep asking the white man for help like and we i'm treading like scary waters right now (laughs) i ain't trying to get you clipped or nothing like that i had 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 an episode on the show called hello white people yeah that episode was fire too so you be out it was like but it's just like damn bro i think the first when them cops used to kill when I'm so used, used to, to <laughs> when them cops were killing, like it was a time when the cops killed Philando Castillo mm-hmm. and Sterling, Alton Sterling, and Baton Rouge. I don't want to say his name wrong. The dude in Baton Rouge, they had in the headlock and they shot him in his chest. I was I like, about that story. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know how I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the, of the, of the man in um in, in Staten Island. I'm thinking Eric of Eric Garner. Yeah, but even that, right? Like I used to see those videos. I used to just like grit my teeth, like yo, why niggas not? Why these gangster niggas from my block? Uh yeah, Alton Sterling. Yeah, yeah Alton, from yeah. Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And they used to think, why y'all gangster niggas from the hood not killing the cops, nigga? Like, what? Like, what's? But that wouldn't make sense because you know, after the cops, they got the Coast Guard and the Army and the robots and. Now at that point, you're starting a war that we don't. We're not equipped to fight. Exactly. We all gonna die. That's the emotional war. Yes. That's the emotional route. The sensible, the logical route, I think, for anything. Yo, just boycott. But why is it so hard to just hold your money or keep your money in the black community? Like now, I've been peeping myself, just buying like black designers. Father stretch my bands. Clue, what's top um tear tear tear, yeah. uh winners like mad money shit like a whole NBA, bunch of NBA stuff. New York. Yeah, exactly. So like it's a lot of black designers, but it's not. I've noticed it's not black designers that make suits unless it's like that. But then, which we don't have, I don't have that. But damn money, I'm not gonna speak for none of y'all. I don't have that. But damn, you don't money. got black design. So what you what it sounds like is you don't have a black designer that got like that represents the casual brother. Yes, copy, copy, noted. And that would be that's amazing. But I think you if you boycott Martin Luther King and them, 
Martin Luther King was like, race, race, we got to get together with the white people because da da da. Then after a while, he said, he said these niggas ain't going to never fuck with us. <laughs> he said, I walk, I told my people about this dream, but we walking into a burning house now. Right. Let's boycott. That's when he start telling the white people, the, all the poor white, yo, we going to do this poor people's march. Don't white people look at Martin Luther King? So we gotta get this nigga the fuck out of here, cause now he now he's doing too much and now he got the right. power to do so. Right now he now influence, he's using his influence. When, when you start, we could do all the race shit, all the shooting the cops, shooting the army, whatever. I'm not promoting that. I'm saying, but once you start, once you hold your money, don't white people gonna listen to you. And you know what's crazy about the hold your money talks? And look, the Montgomery boycott, uh-huh. bus boycott, right? We did that for like a lot. I forgot how many days. I forgot. It was, it was a year. Yeah, right? bro. We did, and then them it's niggas complied to us. Now we can sit wherever we want on the bus, them, nigga. A month to a year or something like that. Nah, no funny shit though. With the money talks, niggas that have you thinking, people that have you thinking, the black community doesn't have money, but we, we have the most spending power in the country. Yes. So what that tells me is we getting money. We just spending it in the wrong places yeah. and spending it on the wrong things. Man, it was like it was one black. It was one um, Black Friday when sales went down like six billion or something like that, and they should have kept going, but it didn't kept going. Keep going. It was just like we have power. We just that's just the way we use our power. We can be physically stronger than you, but you are just gonna call the cops and shoot us in our head. We can do this, but you are just gonna lock us up. And but if we hold our money, it's not a crime nah, against if you, if holding you hold our money. Hold, when we hold our money, they're gonna feel it. Yeah, they're definitely gonna feel and it. And they're gonna be like, all right, what y'all want? That's all we care about. Nah, we don't care about nothing. At that point, we hold our money and then and we then, invest it in our back into our community. Back yo, into ourselves. But, and then we got it right. That's one thing. Then we got to remember it's a, it's you know black people. It'll be like emotion. I'm not gonna mess with you and get money with you because you did so and so to me. These white people will be like, all right, I don't like you. You don't like me. But if we gonna get this money, we gonna get yo, this money, money together. Right, that's a fact. Gangster. And I think like you, we have to be like that as black people. Like yo. Just get money with each other. But what does it take to like? What does it take to 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 like? What does it take to get there? What does it take to get people to 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 to, to drop the connotation of yo? I don't want to get money with you because I have whatever preconceived notion about you and your family. You gotta or, stop paying yourself. I don't. I think it starts with trust too. I think trust because you gotta you gotta we gotta but have that trust, trust that white man though, bro. First, if y'all come in here, if I be like we come, I come in the projects. Yo, I'm, I'm starting a record label. I got this work and I got that work and you gonna rob me? Niggas be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then and don't rob. three is just like, yeah. Soon as Lee all come, soon as whoever with Atlantic come, oh, I'm trying to write with y'all. It's just like, all right, they established. Sure, they established, but like before they were established, they started out where I was, or they started exactly, out in the situation. Exactly. You know, you know what I think. You know, what I think is important. You know, I think if you push a message of telling everybody to focus on developing their individual community. And focusing on the people around them, then that in itself will start multiplying and spreading throughout yeah, the community as a whole. But exactly. you can't expect to just like cast your net on the whole community yeah, and fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you could do, you could definitely help and inspire the people around you and figure out how you can help the people around you. Figure out how you can empower the people around you. And that will be a domino trickle down effect to all their friends and all their circles and so on and so forth. And it's like shit don't happen overnight, so we gotta be it patient. It don't. We just gotta be patient. It ain't gonna be like you know how little Meek. You remember Lil Snoop? Yeah. Rest in peace. He gave Meek Mill his CD at a show, and Meek Mill like signed him. That's not gonna happen for everybody. That's that that that's not how life is. Right. That's a gamble. Meek Mill could have just been like, you know how much CDs Meek Mill probably was getting at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we just gotta take our time and just be patient. 
and if you don't make a million, like you don't have to make a million. Yeah, you don't bro. need. Yo, I, I was having this conversation the other day. You don't need a million dollars to be successful. Uh, no, bro. Like the the, the, the highest tax bracket starts at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Quarter of a million. Quarter of a million. Right. You don't need people. You don't need as much money as you think you do. To get a big ass pool with gold inside and some grills and rims. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't it should never be about money. If you're chasing money, then you Yeah, know, and then you're yeah. in circles. The white people no mm-mm. <laughs> Yo, the white people chase money, yo. Like that's they shit. That's how they get off. You think so? What? The white people how chase can you prove money. That, though? What white? What culture do white people got? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really. A, I, don't, I don't know. I, got, I don't know. That's I don't know you. neither. All they got is money. That's <laughs> it. That's it. White people don't have culture, nigga. They get the culture from us. Then they get it from the Hispanic people. Then they get it. From, you know what I mean? Right, let's that's get how specific. Let's, let's be more. Let's be more specific, right? When you say white people, you mean white folk as as in white Americans, or do you mean people who um white people who were born in like for example Australia or Europe and they moved to this country? I say white people. Period. Don't got culture. White people period don't got culture. I don't think so. I don't think so. If you if you could prove to me, I agree with you. But I don't think white Americans don't have culture. I could say that white comfortably. White Americans do not have culture. Hip hop, the biggest fucking brand. And that's why yeah, I actually like, differentiate you feel between me? white Americans and white immigrants. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Because I personally feel like any immigrant, I feel like any part of the immigrants is coming. You got culture. Me personally, because you coming from a different you come country. from a different country, and then you, you come from native. But what happens if I if I'm an immigrant? What happens if I'm an immigrant from America and I move to Europe? Like, what happens? I'm still being immigrant, no? Yeah, like, if yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, what American culture could I bring from white to Europe? Hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know, bro. I wish I could tell you, but I, I'm not. <laughs> I really don't know, bro. I'm not white, so it's hard yeah. for me to answer that question for you. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask more white people. As a matter of fact, white people that listen to the show, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Yeah, please. DM, now, you can also DM King Quincy. Yeah. And um, let us know. Like, no, unfortunately, I don't want to know. We, we I think man, if we had these conversations, that would be a way to bridge the gap. That, that's a good start. What you think? Yeah. Oh, you actually with that? All right. I ain't going to listen, though. I, I, no. I, I think you, <laughs> I'm not going to listen, though. But yeah. I ain't Ooh, think he's going to be with that. Get your shit off. But, um, <laughs> like, we was. Oh, by the way, y'all, my godmother and god sister is white. Right. Like, Irish American. Those are the only white people white. you like, though. Like, I ain't going to sound. Those are only white people I like because I work few. with white people. Right. That's so deep. And, like, yeah, like a very few. Cause on my day to day, like let me say white. Those are the only white people that you really know. That I really know, right? Yeah, like those are the white people that I really know and like. But like everybody else, I'm not really trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really trying to go out and meet you. Hey, how you doing? Like, right. uh, I, cause I just back to what we saying. I just feel like we as black people can do that with each other, and that's what we always do. I think also. I mean, let me differentiate between when I say. Go out and meet white folk. I, that is not. I'm not telling you to go out and meet white folk for their help. I'm just saying that so that we could bridge the gap between, or bridge the gap as far as eliminating the tension between the, the racial groups. Getting to know somebody of an opposite race, get making friends of an op- of the opposite race. That's how we, you know, get rid of the stigma of us hating each other or them hating us or us hating them, vice versa, so on and so forth. Yo, dog, just leave me alone, dog. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah. nah, but you know, um, nah, like, all right, that's a good, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. But <laughs> I remember, y'all know how you know how. All right, when it's like a black, when a white man kill a black man in America, all the black people be like, like sad and stuff when the white man get off. Right. I remember when OJ and Nicole happened, and like seeing those white people sad, it was fucked up. But like it's just like 
like the man in the documentary said, he was like, now you know how we feel. When that happened, yeah, the OJ situation, niggas knew damn well he did yeah, it. Yeah, come on, everybody, everybody knew he, knew he did, it. did it, but they were just celebrating because they they got a, they got a W. But it was just like it wasn't a W because he didn't really care. He's a, I call OJ a stone cold job turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I know that term, is, that term is outdated, but he's a job ass nigga, yo. OJ was like, <laughs> they came to get him from. Um, he's a job ass nigga. They came to get oh the cops came to get OJ after the chase nigga. He seen all the black people in Brent Brentwood. Right. He he said to the cops he said yo what's all these niggas doing here? Mercy. Like is you serious right now? You oh, dead was, serious? I was dead. You was dead. He said boom. They was like yo. He was like it was these white people in the store right in this restaurant. Right. He like um. They like oh look at OJ with a bunch of them niggas. Instead of like the reporter was like, Oh my god, they said niggas like OJ, are you alright? Instead of OJ saying like I told him about myself, he was like, No, I'm good, I'm good. I hit thumbs up. I'm good, I'm good, I'm, I'm OJ. You <laughs> see? I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm OJ. But now when these white people stop fucking with you and coming outside you, cause you an ain't shit abusing ass motherfucker, <laughs> right? When they start coming, you want to go to Roscoe's now and right. the black churches and like it I was just find himself. He found himself. No, no, himself. because if he, if he wouldn't never did that murder, he wouldn't have cared. He wouldn't have cared like that. And I got, I just got. That goes back to be, with Linda. Like if you make a stand, make the stand. Like don't be when this group of people not fucking with you. Don't go to us now. And try to get it on us. But we such a forgiving ass people. Right. It's a shame how forgiving we are. We just take OJ in. Oh, you want to wear this dashiki? Oh, come on, OJ. You was not wearing a dashiki before. Never. Like, feel me? Never. Never. But yo, Quincy, let the people know where they can find you and listen to more of your poetry and, um, and, and support your movie. Where you can find me at? Just simple. Um, King Quince. K-I-N-G-Q-U-I-N-C. On Instagram at King Quince, K I N G Q U I N C. Yo, Ben, for real, like, thanks for having me, bro. I, this was a long time coming. Long time we gotta coming. do this again. I hope I'm, I. That's my son Jeff allowing us to use his space. Yeah, to get this yeah. Shout out Drizzy. I hope y'all learned some gems from this interview, from this podcast. This is the greatest podcast in the world. If anybody ain't tell that. you, I appreciate that facts. He giving the voice to the voiceless. That's straight up. I appreciate that. Word. King. You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated. This beat was produced and engineered by Nigel Pierre Bryant. You can check out more of his records on his production page on Instagram at produced by period and. <laughs>